On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, the Leafs fucking finally did it. We recap the round one and preview round two. They did it. They did it. The Leafs, the first time since 2004, advanced past the first round. And the best part of it is that the 2004 first round jokes are over. Holy shit. I'm so happy. I'm so pumped. That's how I'm doing. It's your host, Tyler Two Cents, joined by Kai and Brayden. Kai, how is your bracket doing? Uh, really shitty. My, both my finalists are out. Who'd you have? Colorado, Boston. Probably like 60% of people, but <laughs> like most people. Hey, you know what? It is what it is. At least my, uh, my NBA bracket's doing better. Big NBA guy. Big NBA guy, Kai. I just picked every single favorite. How about you, Brayden? Did you, uh, are, is your cup winner out already in your bracket? No, nope, my bracket's perfect. Uh, we're on pace right now. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> I expect it to go, uh, perfect. I don't know what you guys are talking about. My God. You, your friends are crazy if they're telling you that they're not. You should drop them and get rid of them. Um, no, my bracket's perfect. Um, I definitely knew Boston would be out in the first round uh, because if we look in all the past years, we do always see the new record-setting teams get kicked in the first round and are gone. Um, I'm going to call it right now. Devils, game seven. It's on right now. They're going to win 4-3. Book it. Well, you're you about to the date the podcast so crazy. Uh, Andre Palat. Man, you're about to date this podcast so wild because the Rangers are actually winning the game. As you guys can Perfect. tell, we are recording this podcast during that Rangers-Devils game, so we're not going to preview Two that minutes series. In. Two minutes in. But yeah, we're not talking about that right now. We're going to talk about round one. Is it just my Leaf-centric blue glasses on? Or was that an amazing first round? One of the best we've seen in years. That was fantastic. Every yeah, single fun. series I was dialed into. Uh, the but- only one I wasn't, and I wish I was more because i saw everybody saying it was good was minnesota dallas i was gonna say that one's really good it was eh? i kind of didn't watch a lot of the colorado seattle i try to get in i on the western games i didn't get as much you know us being on the east coast no excuse on your end there guy you should be watching those but um (laughs) i don't know do we want to go series by series and just break down what we've got then so far or do we want to just talk impressions overall here I just wanted to get a first quick impression on round one, but I do want to get into overall each series. And let's start with the Leafs just because I'm so fired up about it. The Stars played like the Stars. Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Morgan, Nylander, they all played really good. And Justin Hall did not play in the final game, which led to the Leafs winning the series. At what point did you guys believe it was going to happen? For me... I felt like it was going to happen before the series, but I didn't really have hope and didn't truly believe up until first intermission in game six. I was like, we got this. Kai, did you believe in this Leafs team? (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, just in case there's any other Vancouver listeners, I'm not a Leafs fan. However, however, I was at a Leaf bar. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Four game. What game did they come back from? Four one. Game five. I've been game five. four. Game four. 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 Yeah. So I was at a Leaf bar during game four. Oh I rolled God. up. I rolled up when they were down four one. So maybe I was a good luck charm for the Leafs. Oh my God! You're watching every single game at that bar in round two. You understand me? Oh, it was, it was really shitty. I must say. Brayden, you were at game two with me live in the crowd. It was so electric. The Leafs so won was. like 7-3. Was it after that that you started to realize this Leafs team is different? I thought it was. And then, so going in, you know why I, I said, I think I, no, I said Leafs in seven. Um, I don't, you're going to yell at me for us. I don't think the Leafs deserve to win that series. They got dominated game four, five, six. Like they were lucky to win four, five. They were lucky to even like come as close as they did. I don't think that they were the better team on well, Saturday think... night. I think it's a clear rationale. Like You're not irrational for saying that. They only led the games for 24% of the series. And I'm a Leafs fan. I can say that they got dominated in the game, that they came back from 4-1, and also the game where they were down 3-2 with a minute left and won that game. I don't think that's like insulting the Leafs fans. We need to recognize that. We're happy that we got outplayed. Oh. We're just happy we won. I'm happy they won. Like, don't get me wrong. Was I putting on Tampa uh, money on Tampa, like money line every game after four? Yeah, absolutely. You know why? 
because it was win-win for me. Yeah, I lost was so I upset much money when they lost? Sadness Insurance I'm, as well. I'm a big believer in the emotional hedge. Yeah, fuck it. I won't do it to the Canucks. But... I did that for sure. When it was 11-1 to 1 odds for Tampa to come back from 3-1 Braden, I put a lot of money there just in case. Fuck it. I uh, will get into the Canucks fandom with the Leafs in a little bit. I want to bitch about that. But no, go uh, go Leafs. I want to <laughs> see it. You know what? They won for two reasons. Number one, because Justin Hall was scratching his ass. Number two, because Luke Shen is the best goddamn defenseman ever drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he deserves the captaincy for Those next year. Those two are both great points, and I will give Luke Shen the captaincy if he wants. But Tavares scored the biggest Leaf goal in 20 years, and the rest of the Stars played great. Matthews had an unbelievable game six, dominating shift. That first goal was unreal, calling for it from Brody. He had five goals and four assists. Marner, two goals, nine assists, plus nine in six games. Plus minus, that's a pretty big stat in the playoffs, if you ask me. Three goals, five assists for Morgan, plus eight. That's really good. These stars showed up. I'm so happy for Riley, too. Looking so cool with the black eyes. That was... Whoa. Pause. Um... That was really cool to see the Leafs win that series, man. I'm so pumped. TV, uh, they're going to be great going forward, but um, that was a great series. On the other side of things, we can move past it because I do want to get into round two soon. Panthers beat the Bruins. A 43-point differential between the teams in the regular season. Largest upside in Stanley Cup history. Braden, do you have anything to finish off of is that why you're raising your hand yeah i did just want to jump in did you see the Tavares thing with the islanders stat as well or no what is that so he ended the leafs 19 year playoff drought right so right. without a series victory um Tavares also got the overtime winner for the islanders to get their first victory or like series victory in a 23 year drought he's ended two franchises droughts of over 19 years like that's kind of fucked like that's a little that's a little diffy for the kid that's a stat no one's breaking <laughs> i'm loving that Yes. Yeah, fuck you. I'm Boston. glad you interjected. You can interject with any good Leafs stat if you want throughout the podcast. Feel free. And we'll get into the Leafs uh, soon. But Panthers beat the Bruins. It was 3-1 to one in the series. Only 11 teams since 2010 have come back from 3-1 or 3 on a series. It's very much on Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers storming back. And shout out to them. But first, I want to focus on the Boston choke and how good it feels to watch them choke. Um, questions from the Boston fans are coming out about why not going to swim in earlier and questioning the character of the team during these elimination games. What do you think happened? What do you blame for this Boston choke, guys? It comes do down to that. I do. You had a and well, I do and I don't. To me, it's like a, it's like, hey, you just set a record that you know about how fucking good you were in a regular season, right? Sixty-two wins, never been done before. You have this amazing team, and on top of that, you have by far and away the best regular season goalie, and then like an amazing backup who really is a starter in his own right. 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 You come into the playoffs, your first three games, you're up three one or four. You know, in the first four games, he's playing fine. Fucking Allmark completely fell apart after that. And he apparently was playing hurt, which was yeah. apparent if you were watching the game. That's why I don't know if I fully blame Allmark because like he's playing through an injury. Like, what do you expect the guy to do? If that's the case, like. I don't know why you don't go to Swayman. Like a hurt goalie, it's not a goalie can't play through an injury like a player can. It's different positions. You're taking shots, just the way your body mechanics work and the rest in between. Yeah. A goalie can't do that. So if your mobility is down by like 10%, you're right. way worse. Yeah. Like what's better? Uh, slightly injured Braden Point, like Braden Point at 80% or like Michael Eismont? Oh, that's such a great comparison because you'd probably just take the 100% player that can do everything an initial player needs to do i i might take point at 80 percent, but am i taking all mark at 80 percent or swim at 100 i'm taking swim at 100 like no fucking question yeah a better yeah. comparison might be people were questioning why go to flurry after gustafson was so good and people say well that's what the wild did throughout the season well the bruins did the same thing with an even better tandem like swayman was way better than flurry was so the second all mark was looking hurt or you guys felt like that you needed to go to him. You should have just gone to him. They should have sticked with him. And I agree with the Bruins fan complaining, but I'm happy to see them complain. Matthew Kachuk on the other side, he is such a gamer, man. Holy shit. Is he the most valuable player to his team? Him remaining or in the playoffs? 
you think Drysaddle? Like I'd say McDavid maybe, but Drysaddle's <laughs> up there. Kachuk has to be in that conversation though. Yeah, oh, oh for he, sure. He just took over that series, and I think you know I just want to have one more point before we move on from it. Like, sure, goaltending might have been a huge reason, but end of the day, in that third period, the Bruins played well, but then they turtled at the end. And when you leave it up for room for just like a lucky bounce, you're playing with fate, and they got burned by that. So, like, end of the day, yeah. I think that they have nothing to blame but themselves. And I would not want to just put it all on Hallmark. I think oh. that was common of Tampa Bay and the Bruins of how they lost. They were playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And that made a big difference for sure. And the Marshan minus six. Like I know plus minus isn't like huge thing during the regular season, but in a seven game series, if you're minus six and when you're the best players, that's a big difference. Yeah. You know who was quiet too? Who? No. The guy scored the best goal of the first round. David Pasternak. Yeah. Pasternak was quiet. Totally. Now, they're all playing through injuries. They were all shitting their fucking pants because they were so like sick, right? Like, Remember, there was an illness that ran through the team, so I don't know how many excuses we can make. To me, you know, I think of that Rutherford quote we talked about at the start of the year where like, good teams don't make excuses, like you win. Um, but those things are inherently going to be part of the, your ability to play, right? So you're shooting your pants and you're holding your fucking cheeks, cheeks together when uh, you're on the bench and on the rush. I get it, but you, you have a goal with three minutes to go or whatever it was. Like, you can't blow that lead. Holding Forget the series lead. The lead in the last five minutes of the game, you can't blow that lead. You got to hold that. You got to hold that like you're holding the shit in your pants and you let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say you're right, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to find a way. When Sometimes you're right, you pinch you're it. right. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta, gotta pinch it. it. <laughs> and they let that thing fucking wide open. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just writing down so many possible title names right now. Shit. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to touch on with the Bruins before we move on. Um, if you're a Canucks fan and you're cheering for the Bruins because you didn't want the Leafs to have an easy route to the finals, fuck you. You're not a Canucks fan. You're a piece I of agree. shit. You should kill yourself. I, I do agree. However, so, yeah, I yeah, must say... I must say, I think you saw like two tweets about that. I saw a bunch. I saw a bunch and people being like, yeah, fuck Toronto. Dude, you're not like, you're not a Canucks fan if that's it. You just don't like Toronto. You just okay, don't you, like Toronto because you live. Do you not think like important. Montreal fans are saying the same thing? They didn't lose at the cup final against the Boston Bruins in recent living memory. I do agree. And I got in a huge argument with my one friend Tosh about this. Tosh was cheering for the Bruins. He he debated it. I'm gonna text him. But, but smart man, <laughs> smart man Harrison and I kind of talked about it. But. Okay, good. Because like, there's no excuse. Like, think of what they did to Daniel Sedin. I'm not going. I'm, I'm, I'm. But you don't can't, get me started. You but... can't cheer for them. You can't. They ruined Daniel Sedin's career. That guy should have been at way more goals and points, and they fucking destroyed him. No yeah. call. What like, I don't understand is Canucks fans who hate the Leafs more than the Oilers. And that's a very oh my god. Thing. I just don't understand it. I I hate the Oilers more than anyone else, or the Flames, because they're entitled fucks who just get lucky every year. Yep. Well, this they poses waltzed a good... into McDavid. Yes, I hate him. Yeah, I hate him. After getting like what three first round, first yep. overall picks before that too. Yep. It's like I understand being annoyed by the amount of coverage that the Leafs get. However, who watches TV anymore, anyways? What you see in the news is fully up to you and who you that, follow. Dude, everybody, all of Canucks Twitter was watching every, everybody that bitches and moans about the Leafs watched every single fucking game of the Toronto-Tampa series to bitch about Toronto. If you hate Toronto oh. so much and you're tired of the coverage, why are you watching the game? Well, why are you I putting mean, it like, on? Because end of the day, Vancouver is a good hockey town. People are yeah. going to watch whatever's on TV for the playoffs. Yep. And uh, I think also maybe part of it is that there are so many people from Ontario in Vancouver that there's such a large Toronto fan base. So then like mm-hmm. the hatred towards them is like a little bit more understandable because you see them all the time. Yeah. But anyways. This poses a good question though. I do wonder about this because I get asked this by a lot of like hockey fans where I know they like hockey and, but they don't, they're not hockey fans like us. Like they don't watch regular season hockey mm-hmm. and they, every playoff cheer for the Canadian teams, no matter which Canadian team, they want the Canadian team to win the cup. 
do you guys feel the same way? Do you guys feel about this allegiance to Canadian teams and wanting the cup to come back to Canada? That's where I'm at this year. I think it's, yeah. I want to see a Canadian team win. In general, like, I don't, yeah, I don't get people going, oh, only my Canadian team. Okay, can be the first. so you're Canucks I don't fans. Get that. How about you rather the Oilers win than the Stars this year then? Yeah. Yes. I'd like to see McDavid get one, right? Like, when I actually sit back and think, like, I'm just, I don't know about you or you two, but like, when I sit back and think, are there any teams in the NHL I actually hate? I hate the Bruins, Bruins. and I hate the Jets. That's I it. do hate the Jets, yeah. And I don't hate, it's hate the weird Jets. the Jets because I love, the Jets fans, like, I love them. I think they're passionate. They're fucking fantastic. They were shitting on us in January, and we're going to get into it soon. We but. will. We will get into that. They get a lucky goalie. But, like, their jer- jerseys are dirty. Great history. I honestly just don't like the Jets because I hate Shifley and Wheeler. I think they're whiny bitches. I think the team, the guys that they have on the team just whine, bitch, moan. But, like, and they, they're dirty as fuck. But other than that, though, like, <laughs> I, I, like I, I, I'd still like to see the Jets do well. Yeah. Mm. I don't agree with that at all. I just want I, them, she, I want the guys to change over. Like this is falling into like we saw the Jets in the, in the locker room. Oh, is there anything better than beating Toronto? Well, there's your Stanley fucking cup. How was that first round against Vegas? Yeah, I might change my mind if they the trade like Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley and a lot of yeah. the unlikable people on their team. But it, as of right now, I'm not a big Jets fan. But I do want to, mm-hmm. as the host of the podcast, bring it right back yep. to where we were going. We're we teed up Panthers, Bruins, and Leafs Tampa. So let's get into the Leafs Panthers series. Panthers are a plus 160 underdog, not too much of a heavy favorite. I think everyone recognizes that the Leafs should be favored, but they're not going to run away with the series. The Leafs are the cup favorites, though. Now that Boston's out heading into round two. Betting you, wise. Yeah, betting wise. Of course, it's the Leafs still. Most so, money is going to be at place on the Leafs. So you got to factor that in. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough, but still Vegas wouldn't go too far from what they think is going to happen in that case. Yep. Panthers are playing with house money. They're playing loose. They just beat the Bruins. What do you guys think about this series? Where do you go with this, Kai? I, uh, yeah, I mean, Florida's coming in hot. You can't discount them. I think it's going to be a tight series. Uh, I don't think that, you know, the Bruins are a big, tough team and they failed to contain Matthew Chuck. And I don't know why the Leafs would do any better than how the Bruins were. Like, I think they're pretty similarly built to contain a guy like that. Um, Bobrovsky played pretty well. Maybe see if his luck runs out, but I think it's going to be a good series. Yeah, I think Bobrovsky played as good as Samsonov did. I think that's fair. Yeah. Brayden, do you think it's going to be Leafs in four, five, six, seven? Oh, or are you going Panthers? Actually, I do have one hot take. I, I don't know it's a hot take. I think both teams are going to go through multiple starting goals. You think you're going to see three or four goalies in this series? I think we're going to see four. I don't want to like, shit on Kai. I oh don't know in a dick way, but like, I don't even think that's a hot take. Like, I'm 100% with you. Like, I would not. Well, I bet you if you found a betting odd, like, it wouldn't be the favorite to see Samsonov not play every single game for the Leafs. I think that'd be surprising to a lot of people. Just, I think he is a super short leash. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take one bad game if Matt, if they feel like Murray's like fully healthy. Or even Wall, man. That's true. I've got faith in Wall. After I'm, the end it's of such the a day to day thing, right? Because I'm feeling like on top of the world right now. Samson just had such a good game, but if he goes lays a stinker in game one and looks bad in period one in game two, then yeah, you're right. All of a sudden, I'm calling for Wall because you can't risk going down to 0 at home. Absolutely, and it's going to be a tough series. I think there's going to be lots of goals, just like there was in Toronto's last series. So I could see there being lots of goalies for that reason. Kachuk's going to be scoring a lot. He has 11 points. Marner has 11 points. I think these stars continue to score, and the Leafs have more star power. Leafs in six. Yeah, I was, you know, a couple hours ago when I finished up at the gym, I was in the change room, and I was talking to another guy. You know, we were both naked and uh, wet. (laughs) And uh, we were talking about, you know, the matchup. And, like, I was kind of saying to him, it's what I've been wondering since I saw the matchup was going to be Florida-Toronto. It's like, we all went Boston. Like we were, none of us were impressed with Florida's regular season. And I'm now I'm sitting here going, okay, like did Florida show us that they're a different team and that they're better than we all thought? Or did Boston just get shit luck with injuries and bad goaltending for the last three, four games? It's the playoffs. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, it, it does, but it doesn't, right? Like I agree. Like it only matters if you win, but what's the reason for that series when it's new series, right? So those yeah, reasons factor it's in zero zero. So, 
I don't know when I like Bobrovsky last game, nine seventeen game before eight fifty three, nine thirty six, eight thirty three, eight eighty nine. He's all over the map now. So was Samsonov, right? Like I know that guy was just in there, Tyler. Just like you said, it's what we could expect out of him. I hadn't thought about that. I think that's a good point. Um, I have more faith in the Leafs goaltending. Forwards, I have more faith in Leafs forwards. Defense, I like Florida's defensive group a lot. Um, but I, uh, you know, they've got Norris level guy, Brandon Montour. Nobody saw that coming, but I'm still taking, I I think I go Leafs, Leafs in six. Leafs in five. Fuck it. I'm Leafs in six. Where do you guys? It's, it is the Leafs, so they're not going to win any series in five games. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a seven gamer again. Yeah. I, I just don't think that the Leafs are going to make anything. Do the Leafs exercise their game seven demon in round two then? Is it the first round demon's been exercised? Now let's go win a game seven. <laughs> I don't It feels like now that they've got that, in, like it kind of feels like they've got that. I don't want to say that they have that killer instinct, but it feels a lot more closer, man. Like three overtime wins in Tampa or two well, overtime wins in Tampa. You got to think the pressure's off. This three is the first, yeah. this is the first playoff run in God's know how long that, uh, the Leafs have no pressure on them. And like, we kind of talked about Dubis it. Dubis knows win. that he has a job no matter what. Leafs Nation is satisfied. Yeah. We want more, but we're also, our bellies are a little full. Everyone now. knows that like, no one's going to get fired no matter who wins this next series. Jobs well, are no longer think, on the line. Yeah. I just think the team, right? Our whole thing was like, if they get, if they win one series, they're going to be fucking rolling because they're finally going to have that mental gap gone. And it's going to yeah. be, we can do this. They're going to have that now. They're, I don't know what the season mat like what the series matchup was over the season. What the the least dominated the Panthers did they? Yeah. Like I'm taking Pan now. They the Panthers do have Carter Verhage, former Leafs, so watch for him to fucking kill the Leafs. Oof. But um, no, like I I think Leafs. What I what I did want to talk as it came out today. What are your guys' thoughts on the uh, the Panthers banning um Canadian residents from buying or non U.S. residents from buying tickets? I think to that's the Panthers smart because it literally would have been eighty percent Leafs fans. People are getting so mad about that, and I am totally on board. If I was a Panthers fan, I would hope we wouldn't sell it day one, day two, any day. I would also want you to show up and show me your Panthers jersey before I let you in. Yeah, like I don't. I think it's a. I get it. Part of me thinks that's dumb. You should let whoever the fuck in. The other reason I think it's dumb is just like the secondary market is just going to be the spot to go to. Like people are still going to find a way to buy them. Do you yeah. think that uh, the NHL should just have an away section? Yeah, like in mm-hmm. soccer, where you're just like each away team gets a certain amount of seats. Or just I don't do that. Hate that. No, that's that's a good, really good idea, Kai. Um, but that's why the NHL won't do it. Smart. <laughs> that's way Thanks, too Gary. smart for the NHL. So we all agree that the Leafs will win, but it will not be easy. Seattle beat the defending champs, and that wasn't easy. They played great. The whole team played amazing. Grubauer played awesome. One of the top three goalies in the first round, I'd say. Mm-hmm. They're going up against the Stars, who also have a top three goalie in the playoffs, I'd say, in Ottinger. He looks amazing. Sagan played great. Ben's playing great. Pavelski should be back. So Stars Kraken. This is a fun series here. Are the Kraken playing with house money here? Who has the more pressure? What are you looking towards in this series, guy? I don't know why you would say that the Kraken have any pressure at all. Could they get swept and get absolutely cheered at home, like no matter what? Like I feel as though they could lose five nothing, five nothing, and the fans would be like, "What? Well, I'm glad we're here." See, that's the thing, right? If Vegas, like Vegas fans, are super fickle, I'm not sure what these Seattle fans are like at this point. They have a rock and barn, so I I don't they know. Do. They seem they they seem like they might be a legit fan base here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're doing good. I think uh, I think it'll be a good series. Uh, you know, as I said before, this is probably the series where I the least amount of attention to yeah just because of scheduling stuff um but yeah you know with the florida boston series you know i could say that boston left it up to florida to get lucky and then that's where it came back to bounce them whereas in colorado colorado didn't deserve to win mm-hmm. like the right. kraken fully were the better team and yeah, there's plenty of excuses that the Avalanche can give, and I think they're obvious, like the injuries and the lack of depth in the offseason. But they're gone, and the Kraken are here. The Stars I took to win the Cup at plus 1,600 before the playoffs. They're now the fourth favorites. I 
I watched a lot of their first round. And I'm going to be investing this round too. Their power plays was a big difference. They scored at a 37% rate in the first round. Kraken had a 14% PP. Without Jared McKinn, I think the Kraken just don't have enough scoring power anymore. Is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. So I think with that and the combination of the goalie being better, the special teams being better, the Stars should win. And I think they might be nice enough to let the Kraken win one or two on the way. But Stars in six for me. Yeah, I think I'm going Stars in five. I'm going to read some numbers. Well, go ahead. <laughs> April 28, a 9.58. April 25th, 100. That's perfect. 1,000. Or that. Yeah, I guess 1,000. Not the not really good. <laughs> uh, April 23rd, 9.41. April 21, a little bit of a stinker, 8.33. Uh, day before that, to 8.85, not great. And then a 9.38. Uh, main point being, though, Jake Edinger is the goalie. That people think Connor Halbuck has. He's got 929 in the playoffs right now. <laughs> 2.01 goals was... against. Dude. <laughs> Absolutely unreal goalie. Um, best goalie in the playoffs. Like Edinger's unreal. He's sick. He's nasty. He's gonna uh I would never bet against Edinger in the playoffs. So for now, until the Leafs take him in the uh, final. Um gimme yeah. give me a Dallas Stars sweep. Dallas Stars sweep, the first sweep of the year. Jake Edinger doesn't let it in. So it's always hard to predict a sweep in the NHL. But this team's looking good. Hints leading the scoring with 12 points in the first he's round. Real right now. I take some back of what I said about Rupe Hints. Yeah, finally. Remember, <laughs> Kai, like three months ago when he was like, I still don't buy it. Guys being but, elite for three years in a row. Just yeah, not elite. enough time. Lindholm <laughs> still give asked, him another though. give him another thousand games. Lindholm <laughs> still asks. We'll see. Yo, you know who else I'm not sold about? <laughs> Do you actually want to know who I, I don't think is worth his contract? And I don't who? think he's his... Before we move on, who? I think David Pasternak is extremely overrated. All right. And the Oilers beat the Kings. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. One sec. I Do you want to... Can we talk real quick about the return of Tyler Sagan? Yes, I, absolutely. Oh, 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 Let me set it up. It. Let me set it up. He has four goals, two assists. In six games, replacing Pavelski on the top line, who got injured with a concussion, and he looks amazing right back to where he was. Motherfucker. I before the regular season even started, I said look out for that. I mean, oh my god, the amount of times you just the best. pat yourself on back. the fucking back on this I'm podcast is ridiculous. I am the Elliot Friedman of this podcast. I'm Elliot Friedman, Kevin <laughs> Bieksa, and uh I don't know, Marlon Brando rolled up in the one. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the worst parts of all three of those people rolled up into one. Yep. <laughs> the Oilers beat the Kings in six games. Dreisaitl had seven goals in those six games. McDavid with 11 points. The Oilers had 17 power plays in those six games. How many goals do you think they scored, Braden? I don't know, but I was going to say, I like that they still complain about Can the you try and answer no my calls. question, though? Because 17 as, power plays? Yes. McDavid had two goals, and I think he had six or seven assists. And there he's McPower play, so they got at least nine. Um, nine. Hi, what do you think? 17 power plays for the Oilers in that six-game series. How many goals did they score in that power play, on those power plays? 11. They scored, nine. they scored nine. You're right. Nick power play. That's all he does, dude. He can't do anything else. He's shit. Over 50% of their power plays they scored on, (laughs) which is ridiculous. And that was the story of that series. That's what tipped the scales. Other than that, the Kings played pretty good. Couldn't handle a 58% power play rate. Vegas beats the Jets. We were right about those overrated Jets, eh, Braden? Uh, Yeah, I just want to say quickly on Edmonton, if we can stick on that for a hot minute. Absolutely. Okay, give me your... Top five off the top of your head, uh, point per game in the playoff. What? Like, uh, ever. Who is this? Like, ever. ever. Oh, F- God. Come on, man. Give me f- what do you think the top five in you, uh, uh, points game. per game in the playoff. Who's Gretz. number one? Gretz. Who's number two? Lemieux. Who's number three? Dry Settle. No, Dry Settle's on this list. Who's number four? Um, Give me names. 
McDavid. Who's number five? McKinnon. Nailed it. Okay, so we didn't nail it perfect. Gretz is number one. Yeah, McKinnon is number five. Uh, Gretz, 1.84. It's kind of stupid. Guy had 382 points in 208 games. Second place, not Lemieux. It's Dreisaitl. Second most playoff points per game. 1.64. He's got 69 and it's nice in 42. That's pretty stupid. McDavid is number four at 1.5. 63 and 42. Dreisaitl's got six. uh, Lemieux's third. Dreisaitl's got six more points in the same amount of games than McDavid in the power in the fucking playoffs. Are you just trying to say that Dreisaitl is really the Oilers MVP? Is this what you're getting at? I think in the playoffs he is, yeah. I can make that argument too. Fair enough. When you watch the games, it looks like Dreisaitl is impacting the play. And it kind of looks like McDavid's nursing a little bit of an injury, if I can be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, his uh, left leg looks a little banged up there. I, I don't know if you saw Oilers Twitter losing it at an Oilers reporter for reporting that, saying that he is a traitor and that he needs to keep <laughs> things like that quiet. Nice one, Oilers Twitter. Um, well, I mean... I hate to say it, but if you're the Golden Knights, do you not just go out there hacking in his leg? Yes, you run him every dress shot someone. you can. Yeah, yeah, dress someone that doesn't usually play. They play game one, <laughs> and they play against McDavid. They healthy scratch Phil Castle. They put him back. There's like a, just there's like a mystery like $200,000 bonus. This <laughs> <laughs> weird signing bonus. It's the entire <laughs> contract. I could see it, but before we get into the Vegas uh, Oilers series, I just want to skip past the Jets sucking. And do you guys think they blow it up? And by blow it up, how far? Who are they trading in the? Well, offseason? you have to, Wait, and then they already confirmed that uh, bonus is coming back. Right? We need to so, talk about that press conference, dude. Like, yeah. did you watch it? Good on him. Guy's got a fucking big set of. Balls. Can you set it up, Braden, for the listeners that didn't hear it? Yeah, so game ends. Uh, Jets do not even show up for the last game. They need to fucking win game this game to keep going. What is it, game five, right? Um, they need to show up, and they fucking come out flat. They don't show up. Nothing. Yeah. Like They look like shit. Um, I've got family that are from Winnipeg, like live in Winnipeg, talking to them. Like They turned off the game. Yeah. Like, I know Jets fans, fans that just ta- said fuck this. Off the like, game in uh, secondary mission. Yeah, why am I going to watch it? They're not going to show up. And like, fucking good on you, man. Like, absolutely, you should be doing that. And bonus um, basically said the same thing. Yeah, the entire press conference and end of thing play like final press conference before the uh, off season presser. Normally, you'd expect what five ten minutes from the coach. It's a minute, and he, all he does he just rips into the top players. He says the top players on the Jets weren't good. The top and players no on the pushback, no pushback, and it's been like that since January. That guy hates the fucking team. And then, do you see what we? I don't know if you see, but a day or two later, Wheeler comes out and he's mad that the coach made like said that in public. And oh, it should only be things yeah, like that should be set behind closed doors. The guy's a pussy and he has no accountability. Why yeah. do you think you got the captaincy stripped off you, Blake? But I mean, like at the same time, I'm kind of surprised that they already committed to bonus coming back because they brought bonus on to straighten up this core. Like yeah. to find a way to like see if like a more hardline coach could make it work, and obviously it didn't. So it's like, but you know what that of, reminds me of? Failed at his job. At but the that same time, me. maybe the owners feel like you know what we were right, and no one can fix them. This reminds me of when the Leafs brought in Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> Kyle Dubas. No, uh, before Dubas, when they brought in just Shanahan and Lou, um, and the first thing that Shanahan did was rehire Randy Carlisle. And said, right. you're fucking staying as a fuck you to the players and that you don't run shit. We do. So right. to me, this is bonuses stick around to fix the culture. I think we know PLD's gone. He wants to be in Montreal. That's going to happen this summer. No, he's gone. Dubois gone. Yeah. Wheeler gone. He's got to be gone. If you, if you can find a taker, I don't know if you can. Shifley, you got to move him. He's even said that he's only going to stick around if he knows what the future of the team is. Fuck you, Shifley. Get out of here. You're Our shit. You can't do- is feeling but the same way. Wants to play with a contender. The only one that How about I to the Kings. The only one I don't like is that Bonus doesn't like Ehlers, and Ehlers is the only one that's not an issue on the court. Yeah, Kyle and- Connor is also pretty good. I was gonna and say, Kyle do you Connor. move Kyle Connor because that guy's making seventy, signed in for what four more years? Like that's a team where you have trouble bringing in free agents. Do you keep Kyle Connor and that's the guy that you build the next little group around? Or you I just would. He has him? a he has a great contract. He's a great player, and like you said, that's not Look, a destination for re, for free. He's agents. still got to sell seats, right? So yeah. But now looking back, 
I, this is a bit retrospective. I don't know, but should they have built around Connor, Line 8, Ehlers instead of Wheeler, Shifley, Connor? Well, they had well, all those players on this on, are on the team. So, what do you mean? Well, they made the decision. So, we know that it was the division in that locker room was Wheeler and Shifley was their guys. And if you weren't part of their group, you're out. Line A was one of those guys. Right? We know that they've had huge culture issues forever. To me, it's it's on Shifley and Wheeler. Like, this goes back as far as it does with them. Dude, fuck, we can trace Wheeler all the way back to the Dustin Bufflin and uh, Ryan Little days. era, too. Yeah. Like, this is on and them, man. To your point, Brayden, like, it feels as though. Blake Wheeler was a little bitch about it. And if you compare that those types of players to what you actually want in the locker room, this is Ryan Hartman from the Minnesota Wild after they got eliminated. It's not good enough. We're embarrassed. The fans should be pissed. They have the right to be angry. We didn't play up to their standards or our standards. And I'm sorry to the fans. That's what he said. That's accountability. And Wheeler did nothing of the such. He bitched about the coach. He's going... Gone. Shifley, going, gone. Anyone else? Dubois. Dubois, going, gone. And that's, by the way, who you bring in to that toxic culture that you brought up. You bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's basically a Canadian already. Wild. So, they're I all gone. Ha- this is a new I age for Winnipeg. Too. I think Halbuck is going to... Uh, it's hard to trade boys, though. The Kings are in the market. People they want, want an upgrade. I think he's, he's only got one year left too, so people can you can work it out. You can do, work it out. Do you not think that they liked what they saw with Kobe Solo? Just try to he, resend him. He shit the bed at the end, man. I I think if you're yes, the Kings yeah. and you want to make that next push, who would you, you rather can, have against McDavid yeah. next year? Would you rather have Corpus Solo or Halbuck? Like I'm, I think Halbuck gets lucky a lot, but you know, I uh, he's still better than Corpus Solo. But yeah. Uh, the Jets are done, and Vegas beat the shit out of them. And Vegas is now going up against the Oilers in the last series that we will preview this episode because we don't know as of the episode right recording about the Carolina uh, Rangers Devil series. So Vegas Oilers, Vegas are slight underdogs. What do you think about this one, Kai? Is oh, Eichel is McDavid? Yeah. Is Eichel McDavid a storyline that you care about? Uh. Not particularly, no. Me neither. That's out of the way. But Vegas as a yeah. team versus Oilers, that's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I'm more looking forward to Mark Stone versus Connor McDavid. Mark Stone had a great series. People were worried about him with the injury. He had uh, a point per game. Over a point per game, sorry. He had uh, seven points, I believe. Yeah, no, he's he's back. And I mean, is it rigged and bullshit? Yes, but you know what? <laughs> Don't hate... Don't hate the player, hit the game. So and I do hate the game. Yeah, and for me, I think the Oilers are clearly the team that I want to win for my bracket. I'd love to see the Leafs beat McDavid in the finals. That's like optimal, but I am worried about this Vegas team. Everyone's picking Oilers, and I want to go Oilers, but are we really going to underrate the team that finished I, first first in that division? No, this is, a, this is a huge toss up. Yeah, because everywhere I've heard Braden is just Oilers, Oilers, Oilers. Tell me why you're going Vegas. I think they're the better team. I think they're more well built all around. Um, the Oilers, I mean, first round, right? L.A. was able to limit McDavid. Guy only had two goals, so. You can contain him, contain him in the playoffs. You know, we shit on him for being McPower play, but is he being contained in the playoffs because that's where all the effort is going? And then that frees up dry cycle. Like that just might be the effect, right? Um, but looking at Vegas, like, fuck, dude, you're going to be able to stick Mark Stone on him. Like you're going from Philip Deneau as the guy who's getting matched up over to Mark Stone. Philip Deneau is a fantastic defensive center. He's still no Mark Stone. I, and even though Mark yeah. Stone's a winger, right? Like I'm still taking Stone over Dano as far as defensive, uh, you know, capabilities go. So I look at I don't know. I really like the way Vegas. You look at the built. defense, like the Vegas defense with from Martinez Dude. to Petrolangelo, like the depth. Oilers in Game Six or Game Five, I forget which game it was. CC went down the tunnel, and it was oh no, oh no, we don't have Cody CC on our team. Like that's crazy that that's happening. That and Edmonton's goaltending is still a question mark in the playoffs. So is Vegas. 
I've got a bit more faith in Vegas just because I feel like they've got depth did of all these guys really who can put up. In that like, Brassot played well, but then like you know, I love Aiden Hill. We saw our boy Logan Thompson play great. Like I just feel like Vegas, like they've got strong goaltending depth. Like you're gonna get the same thing out of all of them. You don't know with Skinner and Campbell if they're gonna show up and put up like a thousand or a hundred. <laughs> like you really don't, man. Like they're all over. How many goalies do we see in this series? Total or per team? Total. I'm going three. Yeah, I think three. Two and a half set over under. Well, Both I mean, obviously it's one each. <laughs> I think we're gonna see two two series with four goalies. Yeah. And so I'm going to go Oilers in seven, giving Vegas that respect. I think it's going to be a very tight series and it's a coin flip. I'm just picking Oilers in seven because that's my bracket, but I could easily see Vegas winning this series. It's going to be a fun series to watch if I can stay up for it. West coast Kai, you sticking with your uh, Oilers pick. I'm assuming that's who you had in your bracket. Uh, No, I had Vegas. Oh, you had Vegas. No, wait, no, no, I had Oilers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Switching that up, or are you staying <laughs> with the Oilers? Yeah, I think I'll stay with them. I don't know, but I, I think it's very much a toss up. So, Oilers in seven? Yeah. What about you, Braden? Uh, I'm going to Vegas. Um... How many games? Six. Wow. I like that you. Uh... You go off the board. We can't have all agreeing Oilers in seven. We look like a, an Oilers fan base, and we are two Canucks fans and a Leaf fan. Fuck you just the wait. Oilers. This thing's going to stay perfect. Also, if... Nah, we'll save that for later. But uh, you just wait. I did want to touch on Islanders, but up to you if you do that. We can get into it. Let me wrap up the playoffs uh, cool. right now with... At the start of it, I picked the Dallas Stars to win the Cup. Kai, you had the Bruins winning. and no, Brady. Oh, you had Colorado repeating. Braden, who'd you have? The one that got round one. Yeah, I think I'm on Boston. Now going into round two, Toronto. I'm going Toronto. I'm sticking with my Stars pick. You know I'm rooting for the Leafs. Come on, Leafs Stars in finals. I hope, but my bracket says Stars. I'm sticking with Stars to win the cup. What do you think, guy? Man, this is a tough one. Like, I've been a big believer in Hurricanes during the regular season, but I just... There's so many injuries time, to overcome just, now. Playoff time, they just seem so mediocre. No uh, Sveshnikov, no Teravainen. Yeah. I like Dallas. I think that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I feel as though they're going to mop up with a Kraken. Like, Dom Lecision's model only has the Kraken as a 1% chance to win the Cup. Yeah. They're in the final right. eight. That's wild. Um. So, that's sorry, that's not wild. That's uh, That's the Kraken. Um, do you want to talk Islanders quickly? Yeah, I just, you know, as far as uh, that series, like Islanders got blown out by the Canes as much as we were kind of just poo poo in the Canes. Um, yeah, the Canes are at the class of that, I mean, uh, conference for sure. As no, I'm gonna say like, they're like their season in first round. Sorokin was nasty. The only two things I wanted to say really there number one, just being if you're a Canucks fan and you were shooting on Bo Horvat, fuck you. You don't he like that? Heart and soul. Really? I don't like that. Horvat gave his heart and fucking soul Horvat to called out this fucking so city. So what? Really? I do not so he, agree with you. He went to I a new am, town and he said, oh, I like this. It's better than my last place. If somebody fucking came to Vancouver from a different team was like, I like it. It's fucking way better. But yeah, this it is was the best. the attitude Fuck behind yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, really? If your bosses shit on you and give you fucking nothing and wasted your career, you're goddamn okay. fucking right. You should say something back about it. He was true by absolute. He had to deal with fucking Jim Benning and stupid fucking Aquaman for how fucking long. Good on Bo for saying fuck you to man. Even all the insiders out after came out and said yeah that was directed at management not the fans it pisses me off that guy gave his heart and fucking soul for this team he was fantastic captain all the shit that that guy fucking did even off the ice that guy was fantastic off the ice and it's just spitting in his fucking face okay and kai what's the other side of that coin well he just shouldn't have said it exactly and say it then cox fans wouldn't be saying anything right now i mean so- if like brayden you got to admit he kind of called out the team, including fan base. And he was time. asking. Was he wrong? To, was he, he was wrong? Asked, no, he wasn't. But I mean, still, like, if you're going to give it, you got to be able to take it. So, yeah, 
I think he and takes it fine. It's just the, people again. Oh fuck you, Bo! You really affected the series. Did Bo have a good series? No. After what he did no, against he did St. Not. Louis in that series, how fucking electric was he in that series, guy? Okay, but we're talking about 2023 here, Brandon. Come on. The history matters. I'm not going to dispute. I'm not going to forget everything that that guy did for this fucking team. Horvath's one of I the guess so, I'm but hello, we're it's a podcast of, in 2023 between one rounds one and round two. You wanted to talk Islanders. Now you're bringing I up Horvath on the Canucks. Like, what are we doing here? That was important to me. That was important to me to bring on that as far as okay, Horvath, he's an Islander sure. now. You said what the you got to say. other piece is where the Islanders go from here. Uh, I'm going to call Nikolai Ehlers to the uh, Islanders this offseason as the winger for the Horvat. They need Barzola. some scoring. I think you're going to see Ehlers, Horvat, uh, Barzal as the new first line next year. I could see Winnipeg and Islanders getting together for an offseason trade for sure. That's that's pretty nasty first line. They need a winger, right? They need a scoring winger. I think that they're going to take a hard look at Ehlers. Um, but still, Bo Horvat's not a first line center. No, he's a strong one, B. Like, I agree. He's kind of... he's. Like he's in that cadre meld to me, right? Where it's like you yeah. don't want him to be your first line center. You really want him to be your second line center. Um, but I don't know. Like we sh- all shot on the Islanders in the offseason predictions. Then they did well. Like they made the playoffs. Where do they go from here? I don't know though? if I like. Would say well, and that that's like successful. They still made it. It's just like where do you, again? Like do you just pull the plug and rebuild? You can't. You sign Horvat. They to only that made it because Pittsburgh lost to Chicago in game eighty one. Think you can go in a rebuild if you have a top three goalie in the league? No. So where do they go from here? Then is it just getting one guy like Ehlers and then that's it? I think they need to round out their. They need scores. Yeah, like they need guys who can go out and score. So I, is the I issue like your that trade, the GM is, is the issue that it's Lou Lamorello as the GM and he's still trying to build the 1993 uh, New Jersey Devils. I think the issue was more like the team's not ready to win yet, but I like we'll see what they do in the offseason. I don't think anyone expected them to come in and contend for the cup this year. No. So I mean, but still, I mean, like, what do you mean not ready to win yet? Like the team hasn't changed that much from back to back conference finals. But they've gone older and they were an old team I think when they, they went got to those worse. finals. They got worse for sure. But yeah, I uh, maybe it's two wingers, right? I mean could we see another Canucks trade there? A guy like Besser or Garland? If we, they need to move out the map. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there, but they need they need to get scoring wingers. I just feel like that doesn't really move the needle a whole lot for them. They're one of those teams that have don't really have a superstar, right? Like it's it's even if they're good, they're gonna fall into the Carolina aspect of hey, we're a great regular season team and we lose well, to the best teams what in if the they, playoffs. I could see them trying to sign like Timo Meyer or something like that. That's a good pickup. Something well, like Meyer, Meyer's still an RFA, right? Like, you'd have to make it. Oh, is he? Oh, I yeah, was... they'd have to non-tender him. But, like, yeah. well, here's a, here's a question I was talking with some guys about the other day about Matt Barzal. So, when we saw Horvat, right, go from the Canucks to the Islanders, the reason I bring that up is Horvat was playing at that 40-goal pace in Vancouver under Bruce Brujo, where it was do whatever the fuck you want on offense. You know, you don't have to do play any defense. He goes there and he does nothing. Barzal, like, puts up, what, 70 points? Like, around a point per game, if that, if he's really good. We don't talk about Barzal as a superstar, but he's playing in the super defensive structure. What's what does Barzal put up if he's in a different market? Do you think he's a hundred point player in a different no, market? No, under he's a different not. system. No, no, I've what seen enough. Uh, he's I, I he think he's a he point game player. Yeah, you think he's, he's just fine. a two guy, no matter what system he's on. His ceiling is Sebastian Aho, who's at the very low end of superstar. I think. Well. In that case, I'm excited that the ceiling of Elias Pettersson's new contract is going to be the Bars Allen, baby. But, um, huh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck them. They need a score. They'll go get one. And then it'll be a bad trade. Let's end the podcast with Daryl Sutter getting fired by the <laughs> uh, Calgary Flames. I'm sure it was because of the player interviews being a part of it. Like, I. It took time for the ownership and everyone to gather all this information. And it seemed clear that there's a lot of players that weren't willing to play for that coach anymore. So he's gone. And that is great news for Calgary. Calgary should go out and hire someone like Bruce Boudreaux and go in the exact opposite direction of letting players enjoy themselves at work. I like that. Right? I like, someone like, I that? like Boudreaux to the plant. Man, like, I don't know if he'd do it. I don't know if he wants to go back to another Canadian market i think the only place bruce wants to go is toronto but like <laughs> fuck man yeah like 
the fact that they were actually considering hiring a GM to fit the coach is insanity. Like you can't do that. And then like Well they didn't, so did you see, they didn't. So think fuck, but like did you see the Huberto quote I sent like right before we started recording? No. So Huberto was talking about um Daryl Sutter earlier in the season. Now I don't know if you remember when Jacob uh, Pelletier made his uh debut for the co- for the Flames. Uh so rookie, highly touted, first round, Flames fans are excited. Sutter is asked post game about him, and he goes, "What's his number?" And they give him a number, and he goes, oh, yeah, "No yeah. goals, no assists, nine minutes. What's there to be excited about?" Really, dude. So then uh, he's Huberto was asked about it today, and he goes, "Why say that to the media, and then go see the kid and to tell him he played well?" Uh, we are all disappointed, especially for a young kid who comes in and doesn't need that as a young player. He just wants to play well for himself and the team. In the media, we are all pretty surprised. We are saying that's Daryl. These guys fucking hated that guy. Yeah. That is, I mean, that was just a huge dick move for sure. For sure. And it was reports that Nas butted heads with him the whole time. Like, get this guy out of here. Calgary's going to look a lot better next year with a different coach. For sure. Yeah. You have to play for your coach. Did they resign Weaker already, or is that still pending? Yeah. Remember they signed that extension? He's what, what long extended. Like He's extended six years, seven years at like seven or six and a half. Like it was a good deal. And then he shot the bed this season, but I still think he'll bounce back. He should I, bounce back. But to me, with the Flames moving forward, it depends on is Markstrom back or is he not? Or is he just going to be a really expensive backup? And uh, Justin Wolf. Yeah, Justin Wolf. He's Wolf seems ready. He's way too good for the HL, clearly. Oh, he'll be. He's, He's had above for a listener's Wolf is in the Calgary goaltending farm system. He's mm-hmm. had above a 920 every year over the last five years between WHL and AHL. Yeah, he's the best goalie outside the NHL right now. So does he go? Do they split 50 50 next year? Is it 70 30 and then it goes 50 50 and then he takes over the start the year after? He seems ready. He seems like a way better version of uh, Joseph Wool to the yeah. Leaf fans I, listening out there. I bet you they go and start the year with those two, and then by the end of the year, Wolf is like the career cut number one, and then they buy out Mark Saranda. What's that buyout gonna look like? Yeah, well, well, well it was only a five-year deal, and just finished the year. Three. Was that it? Okay, fuck it. Yeah, it won't be that bad then. We'll get into the, a lot of that and more in the, the offseason, season. Talk yeah. about Calgary, and we will talk a lot more about round two halfway through it next week on the Loose Change podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram, Loose Change, at Pod Loose Change on Twitter and TikTok. Brayden, do the sign off. You know what was insane today? What? I was at the gym. You know, some gyms have boxing. Uh, what are those things? Box a bag, a punching bag. Yep. Okay. Take two. This guy was doing spinning kicks on it. He was starting 10 meters out and he was running as fast as he could. Jumping from three meters, spinning, and hitting it with the back of his heel. You don't say. Cocaine's a hell of a pre-workout.